2: I'm going to go do
0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 241 of the More Than Just Code podcast. My name is Tim Mitchell and I'm in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm joined once again by Mark Rubin down in San Jose, California. Hello. And once again, we're blessed to have Drew Freeman on the show again oh, man. for another episode in Pence, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Town. right? Is that Steelertown? Steeler ghost dealers. all right cool um, just yeah just a quick comment before we get going here I don't know if you guys know that today is the, the ninth anniversary of the iPad shipping day seems ah. like just yesterday
3: <laughs> so that's what threw me. Actually, I, I, yeah. I'd read that you'd said it was nine years ago but it was the was it the launch day or the shipping day
0: this is shipping day they announced it in February and I know this because it's my sister's birthday it's also your birthday too right, right.
3: that's that's I, I don't remember uh, it actually being birthday. announced on my birthday oh, no 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 sorry yes I I, I hit level 0x <laughs> 33 and the game uh, that I play called Life.
0: I see. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah. So nine years ago, April third. Uh, so uh, I, of course, of course, you guys in the states wouldn't have had the same issues that we had in Canada. But a few people, rumor has it, drove down to Buffalo on April on April third to the Apple Store in, in Buffalo. And I actually had a friend I knew, a friend of mine in Boston. So I had him. Sh- I shipped my original iPad to his address, and then then he. I told him to open it up and play with it a bit. So you know, just check it out. And then then he shipped it up to me, and that's how I got my first iPad.
3: I waited for about a year or two on revs before I tried out the iPad. I just wasn't wasn't sold on it when it first came out. And yeah, I've since been brainwashed.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, so for me, because I was coming from publishing with websites and, and uh, magazines and stuff like that, that's what my clients were doing. Um, yeah, my client, like the day after the, the that's how I got into iOS is my client said, I need to be on the iPad on day one. And I kind of went, okay, sure, we'll figure that out. Little did I know, right? So yeah, and I jumped on a plane and went to Seattle. Seattle to uh, my first iOS conference, and that's when I found out found out about WWDC. So I went to WWDC 2010, and uh, yeah, started from there.
3: Back when you could just casually decide, I think I'll go to WWDC this year, and, and be able to.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I used to also go to Macworlds and stuff like that. And that's I, that, yeah, I think it was 2011 when I met Mark. It's, I think it's a lot was of Mac it 2011 World. or 2010? It might have been 2010. Now that I think about it, I think
2: it was 2010.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, because we, we were on, yeah, because it was the same year that uh, we were working on Diane's. Stuff we worked on that game, uh, Imaku, right? Right,
2: right. That was on the iPad, yeah. actually, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So all of my my first couple of apps were on the iPad. I didn't ship iPhone apps until maybe 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, and all of my apps have been universal ever since, right? So yeah, here we go. All right. So we have one Ask MTJC thing. Our 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 pal and co-host uh, Jaime Lopez is in um, England at Code Mobile UK, and he ran into looks like the Nige Hamilton. What's his name? The Nige Hamilton, who's a fan of his that he showed up with an MTJC T-shirt on, and so of course you know Jaime had his on, and so they they kind of sent us a shot of them at the uh, the uh, conference. And I believe Jaime is actually speaking as we speak, as we record. He'll be doing his this uh, talk at Code Mobile. So break a leg! All right. So, the first one I guess is the big story, and it's kind of a it's been a running joke for us for a little while, but uh yeah, so the air power has finally been cancelled by Apple last week.
3: You need some kind of failure <laughs> music after that <laughs> won <laughs>
0: Or like the the death march, right? Um, yeah. So surprise, surprise, and I think there there was long, and we've been talking about it for a while. But I think there's long rumors that it was that had a heating issues, and, and I think that uh, and the joke this week is that everybody's been joking about how how could they ship the keyboard on the on the MacBook MacBooks, and and yet you know say that the. Uh, the air power in their statement that wouldn't, didn't come up to their standards, right? So. well, they learned. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We, we apologize to customers who are looking forward to this launch. We continue to believe that the future is wireless and we're committed to pushing wireless experience forward. Yeah.
2: It, it is pretty surprising that they made the initial announcement without having something that was pretty close to being ready to ship and that, they, that it therefore it got this far. There must have been some, they must have thought it was ready to go or close to being ready to go. And then something catastrophic happened.
0: Happened. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, well, I had, I had heard too in, in sort of the, the post mortem on this product that um, apparently the even though they're using Qi uh, charging as a standard, um, the idea of of throwing three separate devices—the wireless um, AirPods, the watch, and the uh, and the, you know the, the I think the iPhone Seven was the first one that had uh, no Seven that had the back back charging.
3: I think it was the Eight.
0: Yeah, the ones with the glass they had the glass backs yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, the, but apparently the the how you landed on the because i have i have a small one it looks like a coffee like a like a coaster right mm-hmm. um and i have to put the iphone on it just so for to, to sort of notice that that uh device is there or charging a device that can take a charge will be there right so because i use a cheap cheap charger every night i don't plug my uh plug any lightning cable into my back of my iphone 10 and um yeah and then of course we've always we've all had experience with the watch well not all of us mark doesn't have a watch mark do you have a watch and I Apple
3: I do, yeah, and I, yeah, I'm charging that with the. Uh, well, there's not much of an option there. We're- I've got the watch charger for that.
0: Didn't they have? They had a base station, like a sort of circular thing you could get for the watch at one point. I remember. I don't know if they still have it anymore, but they had like a pad you could lay the watch on too.
3: Yeah, I got a, a cheap, yeah. uh, cheap station for my phone, but it it died relatively quickly.
0: Yeah, I've been through I've been through two too, and, and maybe that's the thing, Mark. Maybe the they're uh, I've already gone through two myself with the same ones. I mean, they're mm-hmm. like fourteen dollars, and maybe Apple couldn't justify the the lifespan versus the price that they would want to ask for the thing, right? So, and I yeah. know that
3: your favorite. Swedish furniture store tends to sell a ton of lamps with these chargers in it but they use proprietary bulbs so all of a sudden if you've got a yeah. smart house you're using like Philips bulbs you're out of luck
0: yeah yeah well well we'll have to wait and see if it comes back again later on knows? But yeah, it's officially officially cancelled. Officially kaput. Kaputnik.
2: But does this mean you can now use one to charge your Newton, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> do you still have a working Newton?
0: Yeah, I do have have two of them. Um, Tim is a god. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the I mean the coolest thing about the Newton you can laugh, but you could put you put in uh, I still have, I have four AA AAA batteries sitting on my desk here, but you put four AAA batteries in that thing. It lasted thirteen days. You know, mind you, I'd never had a modem, so I don't know I don't know how, how much draw the modem would add to it but and it didn't my the ones i the original one i had didn't have a backlight right so yeah but it was a pretty cool little device for that mr scully came up with right we'll blame him for it all right. Uh, so this should actually technically go under the WTF section that we started last week. But Mark, you've got something here about uh, Facebook again.
2: Yeah, you know, there's it's the Facebook uh, security issue du jour. Uh, another thing came out today. This one technically wasn't directly their fault, but but it was you know indirectly their fault. So it turns out some investigators found uh, huge numbers of Facebook records uh, just sitting on AWS servers, Amazon cloud servers, that third party uh, users had essentially downloaded from facebook and then and then stored them in in the cloud and kind of left them there uh i guess unencrypted and just kind of just hanging out so people could go in there and and find stuff it it, there there's uh it was pretty big there was there was one company uh a mexico city-based media company called cultura Colectiva had 540 million records on users up there Uh, there was another one. This is, this is kind of funny for me because it's, uh, a, an app called at the pool, which at one time years ago was a competitor to a product I was working on, uh, also had, uh, sensitive data like names and email addresses for 22,000 Facebook users stored up there in, in Amazon. So, you know, this is, this is pretty bad. And it just, you know, just more evidence to treat Facebook like it's completely open. You know, if, if don't, don't put anything you care about keeping private it on Facebook because somebody's going to leak it somewhere eventually.
0: Sure. And that's it's one of those funny things like I, there's all those games over the years that Facebook's had and like, I always get friends sending me oh, bowling app or pool app or something like, that. like And I just sort of, yeah, I just I never could, I don't trust developers enough to do that, you know? Yeah. And this is a ex- total example perfect example of it. I mean, like the whole idea that, that Facebook I, I mean, I never really got into Facebook this closely that they would let you have user data, right? Like that. And mind you it's been out since 2004 or 2003, right? So, you know, back then rules were a little looser because people didn't really understand privacy. But I, I, th- I think I read somewhere in this article that you have posted here that w- some of the apps are like abandoned. Yeah. Like they're not the app even Apple there anymore. hasn't
2: existed for years.
0: And yet the, and yet the data and, is still the data there. The data
2: is still up there on Amazon.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, I, I mean, doesn't Amazon clear out the, the accounts when, the, when they go defunct?
3: I guess not. I guess how mm-hmm. it depends how long they've paid out their account
0: i guess i guess yeah or if it, well i mean it also takes effort to go in and, and you know clean up the orphans right yeah yeah it's challenging data data management is hard
3: yeah God knows, i have a um, couple of uh, domains that i've paid out at least 10 years and
0: really wow okay
3: well i mean things like DrewFreeman.com.
0: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I, I I, was a I still am a domain reseller, so I've always just sort of renewed them every year, sort of thing. Yeah, but I never, yeah, and I had a few customers who would pay out to pay them out for ten years. But I don't know if you, do you ever get those things in the states where we used to have this company that would send out an email to Canadian domain owners when they're about six months out from from um, expiring to say, oh, hey, this is the, do- the Dominion Registry of Canada, and you know your domain's going to expire, and people would get duped into signing up with these guys. And basically, you know, they would end up transferring their their domain Mm. over to them. And then I knew one customer who paid out like 10 years to this stranger, (laughs) you know, who's holding their domain. Domain
3: fraud is, is just, has always been a nightmare. I mean, anything from trying to convince you to transfer your domain to trying to sell you domains that you don't want or need.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
3: To trying to to, to buy a valuable domain and not give you a fair market on it.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. You probably get emails like from, Hey, free guys available. Would you like that? Oh, I get too? that one so boy? many times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so, yeah, moving on to our uh, continuing on with our our follow up, um, Drew. You got something here?
3: Yeah, the Times basically did some research into everybody who's jumping onto the uh, the News Plus thing, and surprisingly, with that first month free, uh, the drug pushers at Apple seem to have already gotten themselves close to a quarter million early adopters.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. If getting free people, free users is not not that hard, but.
2: Yeah, we'll see how many
0: convert to ping. I
3: I read something a little later in the day um, that right now there is the potential that Apple's actually going to have a class action suit pushed up against it because they're breaking their own developer rules with the News Plus app. They're not actually putting things up that are required for subscriptions, et cetera. And I have to find that link, Hmm. but uh, I came across that one where people were very upset that Apple was not emphasizing the amount of money that you had to pay or the fact of how to subscribe all of these rules that developers who have done in-app Purchase an app subscription. Know that they'll get their apps bounced for Apple's actually breaking those rules themselves, and the double standards causing a lot of anger. And a couple of people have already started to uh, to rally on that one.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Like getting back to the story, though, is that that um, people like Condé Nast. I mean, I, I kind of wondered if they would jump on. Um, I didn't see that they were announced there, but they 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 own tons of mm-hmm. of media um, magazines and stuff like that. They were competitors of ours at one point. Um, well, I guess they still are, but. Uh, um, they were sort of the a big, you know, purchaser of stuff. And Dow Jones is here as well. And I'm not sure about Meredith. I've never heard of them. But uh, yeah, some big, some big names are on on this thing. But I think didn't we say? Oh, it was on Spotcast. We were talking about this. Jonathan, who who's on one of our co-hosts, is, is a journalist or a former journalist. And uh, he was saying that the L.A. Times and Wall Street Journal, and, or L.A. Times and the Guardian, I think, are not in this yet. But I see that they've got um, they're including the L.A. Times in here and, and this list of uh, names here. B and B magazine, Birds and Blooms, Retro Gamer, Saltwater Sportsman, yeah, oh. Miss Wasserman. I didn't see who she is.
3: I know that I'm one of the. Uh the early adopters, because uh, as I said, price-wise, there were enough magazines to balance out the subscription cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm still on the the evaluation phase. I want to see what happens when the issues turn over next month.
0: Uh, I heard that actually, when you when it it ends, you just you lose your subscription if you don't renew it, right? Like it just stops working or something. Um, but yeah, it does. It does say that they're sort of saying here that it's backed up by the fact that they bought uh, Texture, which already had a number of number of uh, magazines already built in. Texture's been around in in Canada, at least, for a couple of years, I'm pretty sure.
3: I will say, aside from the one or two that they showed with the fancy uh, animated covers, none of the magazines that I've looked at have had those animated covers.
0: Really? They showed National Geographic? Is that the one you have?
3: No, I'm looking at things like Maker Magazine, or Make Magazine. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get that one in the house here. I'm not sure if it's kind of a... It's it's a funny story that I used to always say that uh, the magazines in the bathroom, they just kind of, they must um, reproduce or procreate (laughs) themselves because because it just seems like the pile gets taller and taller every week. Oh. I'll
3: be impressed when News right. Plus adds in 2,600. When they do that, I'll be...
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> um- yeah, I mean, so I, I kind of wonder, too, like, so Carol, she's a consumer of, of magazines. And I know a few people who do collages by tearing pages out of magazines. But I wonder if, like, does this does this translate to, for people who are used to using paper? You know, because Carol will pull pages out of the magazines to keep them and put them in a scrapbook, right? Or recipes and stuff like that. And I keep telling her, you know, those things are online and you can scan them and make them in PDFs. And she's like, no, I like the paper. So,
3: In the words oh of well. Egon Spengler, print
0: is dead. Yeah, yeah, it's been dead for, I think it started dying in 19 Ninety-seven, ninety-eight, 98, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I remember going to uh, a printer conference, in uh, a huge one in, in Dusseldorf every year. Every five years, they have a big, giant conference there. It's bigger than WWDC. And, um, yeah, they were saying print was dead in, in 95, I think, was the last time I was there. So I don't know what we're going to do without print.
3: And yet I'm still paying $70 a box to replace the ink in my printer.
0: <laughs> $70? What kind of printer do you have?
3: Oh, I have a, a Canon with, like, four inks.
0: Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here,
3: so yeah. I get the four the four color set
0: yeah we have a canon yeah it is it's pretty expensive for for toner these days it's a a, that's a real racket
3: it amuses me because it's got a fax capability and i think i've all but killed my landline
0: yeah i don't think i've ever sent a fax with mine but either or or even use it as a scanner so very rarely do that i should say i use it as a copier you know from time to time but yeah trying to get rid of paper too all right so who put the one up here but colorware or i did right (laughs) i think you did tim yeah, I forgot to put my name on it. Yeah, so we were. This is a follow-up article. It's a pretty. It's actually an older article, if I'm not mistaken. It's from a few months ago. But we were talking about. I had said somewhere that I had seen black um, AirPods, and I heard the rumor was that black AirPods were coming out uh, in the spring with the, with the, the current new AirPods, but they're not. But so there's a company here called Colorware that will that is known for for custom painting Apple products, and in this article here from February, they've got you know you can get purple. Purple ones and fuchsia ones. They have a whole palette of colors you can get. They'll they'll paint the case and they'll paint the you know, banana yellow or whatever colors you like. But you don't actually you don't actually take your stuff to them and get them painted. You buy them from them. You just they're marked up a bit, uh, but you buy them from them uh, with a boosted price. Um, yeah, so one hundred thirty dollars more than the one fifty nine price. I guess it's American to get fifty eight different shades of of color on your AirPods or whatever you like. Right. Hmm. I've seen some pretty cool paint jobs on phones as well. So.
2: Pretty expensive though. They add another hundred and thirty dollars over the
0: basic yeah. price. Yeah, but you know, if you want a nice glossy pair of black uh, AirPods sure. or yeah. banana yellow, yeah. they have to have yellow ones. You know,
3: go with your banana junior right. computer.
0: Sorry, yeah, your banana banana two thousand. I can't forget what it was. All right. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, um, main story here. Um, we were talking. I think this is a this is it says is a new story here, but this is a leak of uh, some cases, I guess, out of out of our friends over there in China on Tech Radar that the. The next iPhone 11, or yeah, I'm not going to say it. Xi, I'm not going to say it, Xi, I'm not going to say it. But the iPhone 11 um, has is going to have three cameras uh, with a with a flash as well, or I guess a light source. But uh, I'm not sure what for. Um, but we were talking about this a while back. I think wasn't there. Remember a while back we talked about the uh, iPhone having more than two cameras. I
2: do remember talking about that. Yes, a couple of months ago.
0: Yeah. So this is from two weeks ago, according to the story here, um, that these images were leaked out. So confirming, I guess, the the fact. But I think there's also there's some Android phone that has, um, multiple cameras as well, I think already, right, on the market. But it's interesting, if you look at this, I don't know if you look at the picture there, but you see there's like a, like a cutout in the middle of the back. That, I think, is where the key charger goes. That's kind of sort of where I have to put my, uh, coming back to the air power, right? Um, I can't let it go, but, uh, that's where the key charger, sensor uh, or area is so that it realizes it can charge, right?
3: Looking at the three lenses, it basically gives you, I think, predominantly two choices, and that is either three different focal lengths or two with the same focal length. And the only reason you'd need two cameras with the same focal length is if they're planning on doing some kind of three D.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I used to do some three D photography back in the day with two cameras or by moving the camera. Yeah, like the red, the red, uh, the red cyan type stuff, right? Anaglyphs are called, I think. And it or, would be interesting uh, to uh, see
3: uh, what they're going to do with uh, with where the face recognition bar is if they, uh, if they're adding three mm-hmm. cameras
2: on the back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Any is, more comments?
2: Is, is there an application that you can think of for doing face, face ID level, face recognition on people that you're taking pictures of?
0: Hmm, I wonder, but this is on the back of the camera. So that,
2: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if
0: you're taking pictures oh, yeah. of
2: people, yeah. is there any application that would require that, that level of, uh, facial recognition? I, I don't know. Interesting one.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything other than triangulation. Like, you know, what would you need, uh, because currently we're using the, the the wide angle and the um, and the telephoto um, lens that we currently have. Those are used to do things like the, what do you call the, not the bokeh. Uh, the portrait. With the portrait? The, um, uh, portrait mode, yeah, yeah. And it's using part of a sort of 3D sensor, I think.
3: And our friends at Facebook have been using the portrait photos to actually make what they call 3D renders on Facebook.
0: Really? Oh, okay. Are they like things you can wiggle back and forth yeah, and stuff? Yeah,
3: exactly. So maybe with uh, the additional camera, things like panoramas and portraits will actually have a better and greater grain uh, grain of detail on 3D information in the meta mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, I guess we'll move to the next story, which is oh mine. This, this, hey, it's some code. Let's talk over some code for change. What do you say? Sounds like fun. So one of the one of the things that rolled out. Um, uh, Martin Todorov was mentioned this on Twitter, and I uh, and I, we were talking about this at work actually too. That um, Swift five is moving to to using uh, UTF eight strings instead of UTF sixteen, which is what we've had in since um, Objective C. Right. Um, somebody commented that the entire world is using UTF eight and make sense, right? But uh, there's a number of different reasons why they're doing it. I don't know if you guys had a chance to look through this article at all.
2: Um, it, it looks like it's going to improve performance and and uh, just general behavior of string. Well, I didn't read it in that much detail. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a really good You're, try. You, you talk about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, did, I was reading through it earlier, and I didn't get all the way through it. But uh, yeah, just uh, what are the points there. Yeah, like you said, there's more performance. Um, uh, yeah, it's how the how the how they're backed by storage class. I think somebody mentioned in the article that that string sort of uh um they're arrays now in in um, in Swift um but or Swift three or four I think they switched to arrays um and then um I think it was four yeah and there's sort of a, a I think you put it like a fancy enum. Yeah, artisanal enum it says right at the top of the uh the uh, type. That's a, kind of how they're explaining it. But um yeah, just more more um uh ability to to handle um in one sort of pass uh small large and in, in what they call indirect strings uh instead of having uh having them as ASCII or as uh UTF16 and distinguishing them that way. So they'll have them all all at one time. People will sort through that. So that's where the the performance improvements comes through, right? And they're saying UTF8 as it says right here. on the. 10, um, the right choice for modern computing. It's better C uh, operabil- interoperability as well.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. When Swift first came out, as I recall, they made a pretty big deal of the fact that it was based on UTF16 instead of UTF8, mm-hmm. and this was this was a feature at the time. Really, uh, I, I think so. Yeah, and it's interesting. This is another case of a little bit try to be a little too fancy for what the application required. I guess
0: right. But wasn't UTF16 in, in Objective C as well, though?
2: Well. It exists so you can certainly use it but it but it's not backing the strings
0: mm, okay all right well i guess that's all we could say about this code immediate immediate benefits are it's like i said before see interoperability unified storage better handling of uni, unicode small strings and as far as what will it change apparently it's not much of a change between what you're currently doing
2: yeah it seems like the api should be pretty robust to how it's stored under the hood so it shouldn't sure. require any changes
0: yeah all right
3: cult mac had an interesting article that right now samsung is offering large amounts of money a minimum of 200 regardless of what iphone you have minimum as long as it turns on okay and you know they're saying you know all the way down any iphone and and it was an interesting article because when I went to the link, I didn't quite find that. I, I found that you could get as much as 300 for a recent phone. And of course, all of this trade-in is just trade-in toward a Samsung phone. So it's their their way of trying to get people to switch. Um, but at the same time, I saw some of the older phones and they were only giving about 75 on that. So just wanted to, to raise that this article is sort of unclear because the article sort of spins it as any old phone gets you a $200 discount, um, but at least the way i found my way there from the links in the article it didn't quite ring true there Ooh, bad pun uh, cult of mac also says they take trade in on phone and in general this is also if you're looking on dropping off of an ios device
0: right so i could take my old 3gs and then trade it in
3: theoretically i've had enough people tell me when am i going <laughs> to get my when am i going to get that, that, that ios app, app you're doing
0: so, yeah that's true yeah. that is the downside
3: I, i've had people ask me when i'm going to deliver apps i'm doing on android and i'm like I, I don't know is he working in the ios version
0: that's true that's true, yeah, so we get that question a lot too. Mind you, we at work we we work on both platforms at the same time, so it's
3: good when you have a company that's got lots of engineers, but when you're a sole developer, it's like I, I'm working yes. on yeah
0: yeah, yeah, that's the challenge. Hmm. yeah, I guess they're they're sort of doing their their bit that apple I think Apple's sort of um you know taking taking uh some credit there for for the whole recycling program they're doing. I think that may be part of what Samsung's about, mm-hmm. and according to this article anyway, right All right, so what's next, mark? So
2: Apple announced a new product today. Woo-hoo. Uh, Apple, this ooh, this ooh. one is actually kind of interesting to me for reasons that listeners to the show will will know about. Uh, the new product is called Power Beats Pro, which is it comes out of the Beats headphone line, uh, and this is a uh, another wireless earphone, kind of like Air. Uh, the, what are they called? The AirPods. AirPods, yeah. Uh, but they have kind of an interesting uh, way of wearing them. They don't they don't just stick in your ear. They have a little hook that kind kind of wraps around your ears so it kind of holds it in place. And that's why it's interesting to me because as I've said before, you know, I can't wear earbuds at all of any type because they just don't stay stay in my ears. They just don't fit and they just they're always popping out. But it seems like this kind of thing could actually help that because it like I said, it wraps around your ear, uh sort of like you know, your way glasses kind of sit on top of your ear and then and then holds the uh the earbud in place. Uh so this is kind of an interesting thing. Um they're not out yet. Uh they're coming in May according to this article uh, the only downside is they're going to cost 250 bucks. They're not cheap, but they look pretty cool. And, uh, from what I hear, the earlier versions sound amazing. They sound even better than, than AirPods. And, and of course, they're, they're also Bluetooth as well. So it, th- this is, this is something I'm going to look at kind of closely. I'll have to try them out, but, uh, this could potentially solve my, my, my issue with, uh, with AirPods.
0: Sure. And, and because they're beats, the, the sound will be amazing because that's be the better, whole yeah. idea behind them, right? Right. Right, but they what also in the article it says here that they behave in the same way the AirPods do. That they have, you know, if you take one out of your ear, it's it uh, it stops uh, mm-hmm. the music, pauses music like like the earbuds do or AirPods, AirPods do. Yeah. AirPods. Uh, that's the dog, not the, the, the music device. Um, but uh, I, I can't remember. Does this have like? Does it work with a phone as well? I wonder. You're on a call. Mentioned anywhere? It here? doesn't
2: say anything about that, but I would kind of assume that it would. Uh, uh, Are they? Are
3: they a microphone as well as being a listening device? I yeah, don't no, Maybe. Well, do, uh, AirPods don't have a
2: microphone, do they?
0: Yeah, they do. They have right in the tip, yeah.
2: Oh, they do? Oh, oh, oh interesting.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. okay.
2: Not having ever used them, I, I wouldn't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the whole thing about them. You can double-click on them. You can do Hey Siri with them, I believe, and yeah. all kinds of other cool things. Mm-hmm. Do you have them, uh, Drew? Yeah, I do. Uh, What's so great great about them?
3: Well, I knew that going in that ears come in about four primary shapes, and they really had to experiment with a lot of people to get them to fit because I was told that they hit... I think three of the four primary ear shapes, which is probably why you're losing out there i I had a lot of doubt going in, so I tried to pair on at the Apple store and I couldn't get them to shake loose, which was for me a huge surprise um, yeah, i've yeah. had problems with with uh, with earbuds in the past with uh, with bud earphones, and these things just stay, and the microphone quality was surprising, the earphone quality was surprising. I accidentally fell asleep with them in once, and they were still in my ears when i woke <laughs> up that blew my mind um, wow so th- i am I'm very impressed by them i mean they're not you're not going to be getting professional audio quality out of these things and that's where the beats uh product name is going to come from you're getting a higher audio yeah, quality sure. and yeah. probably audio, higher audio envelope but you know it, will it have all of the features that you expect off of an ipod a, a, a Nearpod? does it have the microphone does it have the uh, the lost signal, which is also a, a really great feature? What's that mean? Uh, much like Find My iPhone, there's Find My iPod, or I keep saying that AirPods. And effectively, yeah. what that does is it sets off a high pitched whistle. They actually say in the instructions, "Do not set off Find My AirPods while you're wearing them, because the Sorry,
0: uh, go deaf. <laughs> yeah,
2: probably." So I just found a different article that says, just like the second gen AirPods, the Powerbeats Pro include Apple's H1 chip for hands free Hey Siri voice commands and oh, you between your Apple devices so it sounds like yes it does have a microphone
3: biggest surprise on them is that like Apple of late oh, in the past hard. did you guys hear that well, Yeah, yeah you're, you're, the, you're, the, you right? my home
2: pod
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <answer>. <laughs>
0: sorry I can't help yeah. you with that Mark yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, the biggest surprise
3: and Apple's done this so much in the past five years is the fact that they're pre announcing a product a month and a half early
0: well they've done that before where, they, where they've not been able to ship them out right just to, get, to have an announcement but it's not really was this announced by Apple Specifically, or is this in the article? Just
3: sort of a news release that this thing
0: was available or uh, was going to be available.
2: Apparently, there are billboard ads up in various places. So, official, yeah, official I, Apple ads.
0: Yeah, I saw an ad about these t- today. And that's why I, I, I was curious when I saw the article. But I did see the. I saw the, this particular, you know, nice shot of them on a nice, you know, um, mahogany table kind of shot, right? So I kind of no, paid attention. They caught my eye. Let's put it that way, right? So, oh, and they're coming to Canada too. Wow, oh, wow, dear to. Dream. Coming to 100, 100 countries to except country. Canada. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the Beats Pro will be available in four colors, black, ivory, moss, and navy. Moss is kind of a khaki green, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah I guess so. uh, Launching in May in the U.S. in 20, 20 countries, including Canada, by what Drew said. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, do we have any picks this week?
3: Oh, absolutely. I uh, had the fortune to speak with Erica Sedun, uh recording mm-hmm. for another podcast, and she has released it, uh, the second edition of her Swift Style book, and And if you have not read Erica Sedun Swift style book, it's absolutely fantastic. If you've ever been anywhere where they've said, well, learn the the style of the code, and there is no real style of the code, this really hits the nitty gritty. She went to a ton of developers and asked them questions like, do you put a space between the commas? Do you put the colon before or after the space? Um, And she, she has her opinions on it, but it really is, what is the consensus of Swift developers trying to find the style, but she doesn't simply say, this is the style you should use. She has entire parts of the book dedicated to what Swift style means and how it works best in your company, making the decisions and having it develop organically through your company. So it's not a book that says you're doing it wrong. It's a book that says, here's the styles that she has discovered. And things have names that you would not normally think of, like hugging colons.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we, we talked about her first edition of this a while back, and I think we... we when this was in beta, we were looking at it, but I haven't actually picked it up since.
3: Yeah, I got to learn about almond braces. I had never heard the term almond braces before. I just simply heard so it as... an almond brace? So the one true brace practice is to put your brace on the same line as your if... Right. And almond braces is when you drop the brace down to the next line so that the top brace or the entry brace lines up with your exit brace, forming forming sort of an almond in the right. code. Mm. And, and and we had a discussion about the fact that, you know, visually, I like the almond brace, but it's just because I come from a world of Pascal, from a world of C, from everything else, that I'm just conditioned in the in the one true brace practice.
0: Yeah, to see them as, as brackets. I see that a lot when people are declaring protocols and they have the get set mm-hmm. inside the do uh, braces on the same line
3: but yeah she she covers everything in the book you know the conventional for spacing and how spacing is for say generic parameters and she will even say you know do you use a space or not the consensus of all the developers I talked to is split right down the center so she's not afraid to say there is no consensus on it but it covers every little thing you would never have thought
0: of interesting yeah she, the subtitle is an opinionated guide for an opinionated language
3: yeah and you have remember yeah. with Erica, she's been publishing books since she's been publishing iOS books since before iOS was iOS.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I met her in that conference I was talking about in 2010, back in the day, been around a while.
3: She's one of the early people on the jailbreak jailbreaking tools way back when there oh, was really? a, there was a piece of software called Erica's tools that you loaded up. And those were all just simple things missed missing from the terminal layer. Uh, and most interestingly, she is the number one refused, uh, contributor on, um, on, uh, on Swift comments, just because she is so prolific in all of the ideas that she's added, uh, it's she's very proud of, of everything she's added on there. But she's just like the number one that has been refused because she's got so many in there.
0: Interesting, yeah.
3: She has a ton that have been, of course, adopted. Yeah, no, they're not just spiting her. She, it's just that she's she's put so many in that uh, that that the number that have been refused far exceeds the number that have been uh, taken in.
0: Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, if you look at the uh, the list of indexes stuff down the side here, pretty extensive.
3: It is a fantastic read. It's not a long book, and it's not expensive. It's uh, available both in print, is dead, and in ebook form from uh, Pragmatic. <laughs>
0: cool, yeah. Well, like I said, we had the, uh, I think we had picked a while back the first version of this when it first came out, because we were looking, there was nothing, you know, uh, years ago versus any kind of Swift style guide, right? And of course, you can use the Ray Wonderlick uh, style guide as well. And that's been upgraded for. Swift 4, so hopefully it'll be updated for Swift 5 soon. So.
3: Can I do a plug? Cool.
0: You can do a plug, sure.
3: And Erica will be on the Ray Wenderlich podcast on May 1st. Well, there you go. So you'll get to hear a, a good 40-minute discussion with her there as well.
0: I figure that might be uh, what you were alluding to. Oh,
3: yeah. I am so right. now looking forward to editing that one down.
0: <laughs> well, well, oh, yeah, because you have to have a short one, right?
3: Well, it's a forty-minute on the audio. If we, uh, yeah,
0: no, I get that. Yeah,
3: but we record about an hour and a half to uh, an hour and a half to two hours to get the whole show done, and this is just so much stuff gets dropped on the floor at the
0: end. Yeah, we used to drop things on the floor, but not so much anymore. I guess that's it for the week. So, hey, Mark, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? MarkR at SmapSoft.com. All right. And Drew, people want to get in touch with you?
3: Lord Andre, L-O-R-D-A-N-D-R-E-I. You can find me on most social services, Twitter, Facebook. I think somebody has my password to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when is the uh, Ray Wonderlic podcast debuting this year? Uh, this the season?
3: first, the actually, the Zero Indexed episode debuted on 3 April when we record this. Uh, It was a meet the new co host, Jennifer Bailey, who is also one of the editors and works on uh, some of the other things at the Ray Wenderlich Group. And then our first episode will be two weeks from April 3rd, the 17th, and that will be James Dempsey of James Dempsey and the Breakpoints.
0: Ooh, all right. Who is quite fun. Yes, I'm a a conditional breakpoint myself. What do you play? Uh, Well, I play guitar, but every time I'm with him, he makes me play ukulele. When I I come down to the States for or, um, Rw or for um, 360i dev. I, I can't bring a guitar, so I just throw a ukulele into my suitcase, and so then end up doing the leaky song.
2: Yeah, those like, the ukulele? Yeah, yeah.
0: Is it the same you tuning?
2: You said that with a question mark at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy about it. But Tammy, Tammy plays the ukulele, so if we ever, whenever we get together, we, we pl- you know pull them out. We try to pull them out. She's you know I bring it, I bring it all the way down. And then sometimes we don't even play it them at all. But uh, yeah.
2: I have yeah. a ukulele. Huh? I have that- a ukulele, but I rarely play it. Yeah. Ukulele yeah, is a I four string?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. It's tuned similar to violin. It's a, I think. It's
2: a violin tuning,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 I see on the But it, but it is spread it. True. Is it the same as violin? Oh, okay. I believe it is, yes. Uh, yeah.
2: you know, it might be a different
0: octave. Yeah, yeah, I think there's different voicings too you can get as well. But anyway, my name is Timitra, and I am on Twitter as T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A, and that's the best way to get a hold of me. And so until next week, we'll say bye-bye. Bye. Bye if you want to find out more about the podcast or see the episode show notes visit the more than just code website at mtjc.fm You can get in touch with us on the website or follow us on Twitter at mtjc underscore podcast. If you have feedback or questions, send us a tweet with the hashtag AskMTJC. If you like the show, please consider recommending us to a friend, writing a review on iTunes, or pledging any amount at
2: patreon.com slash mtjc. You can find details on how to help us out on our website
0: at mtjc.fm slash sponsor us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. So my computer woes, you want to hear about my computer woes?
3: It sounded like a big meltdown if you had to do a full restore. It,
0: well, yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm the guy that's always telling people to back up their data and, you know, you know, the old expression, the old IT expression is only as good as your last backup. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I've been in this game a while, but so I always, I use CrashPlan for uh, backup, uh, which hasn't apparently been running uh, too reliably lately. Um, I mean, the thing with Crash CrashPlan, in order to restore your computer, you have to actually be able to, it has to. Sync with their backup servers first, which takes a month of Sundays. Um, the other thing is, so I also use Time Machine backups. On I have a, like a, a server here with a with a four gig terab- four terabyte drive hanging off of it that I use for Time Machine. Nice. Right? And I also do every now and then I do a a, a clone with Carbon Copy Cloner to a physical drive. Right. So I don't know what happened on Monday night. I or Monday, Sunday night. Um, I don't remember if I was in. I don't think I was in the middle of doing an update or whatever. But I closed the lid on my laptop and I put my iPad on top of it. And I went to bed like I normally do, right? So then I, you know, went off and enjoyed all the April Fool's jokes. And when I got home, my Mac, I opened up my Mac, and it was flashing the, the folder, which tells me the system is, is FUBAR, right? And, of course, but it wasn't just FUBAR. There was just no system. Like the, and, of course, the, when I, the Mac was hot. Like when I picked it up, it was like it'd been like, you know, how they get when they're charging. But it was really hot. And, uh yeah, the 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 SSD drive has been fried from the heat. Jeez. So yeah, so then I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And then um,
2: how do you know the SSD drive was fried?
0: It's gone. It's yeah. like it's still in the drive, and it just doesn't show up. It's just it's totally. I've had trouble with SSD drives before overheating them. They they they, get, they don't like a lot of heat. Like you know, we're talking like like not quite burning hot, but they they don't like to be heated up. Right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Was so that a, uh, an original Apple SSD yeah, or yeah. The third party? Yeah, it was an original. Wow.
0: Yeah, well, but it's also, it's what, the 2013 model, so it's, um, what, six years, five years old at least, right? Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so, so then I'm like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And, and then I, then I have, I have this one terabyte, one terabyte drive that I've partitioned into two, and I have, that's where my carbon cup clone is, but it's a, it's a, it's a physical drive. It's like mechanical, right? And I don't know if you guys have worked on a mechanical a drive with a mechanical, or sorry, a Mac with a mechanical drive lately, but it's like it's like molasses slow, right? <laughs> Especially with Mojave and the high CRN stuff, right? But so Best Buy happened to be open. as like it was like you know quarter after eight, and Best Buy is open till nine here. So I jumped in the car and ran up to Best Buy to buy a one terabyte SSD drive, which I checked out online, right? So and then I got like a ch- cheap little case, and so I've been trying for the last two days to restore to um, this drive. So if you if you Boot from like a like a USB boot drive, or you boot right. from recovery mode on your network. You can say, okay, restore from Time Machine, right? It was going to take something. At one point, it was going to say thirty hours to, to restore, you know. And of course, I'm looking Monday. I got to I got to be ready to go by you know ten thirty on on Wednesday for the podcast, right? So I I strung a, an Ethernet cable across the across the room here, and so I plugged on the Ethernet. So that was going to take nineteen hours to restore. So I let that run overnight and got up first thing in the morning before I went to work. I checked on it, and it the restore had died or yep. halfway through the night i'm like oh great so it got like a third of the way through and then stopped so then i you know i set it up again and, and let it run again and i had a bad feeling you know went to work and tuesday came home fully expecting it to have failed again and sure enough, it had. And so then when I went to check the drive, I said, well, let me take the, te- the time machine drive off of the mini server and plug it right into the Mac so I don't have to worry about networks and all that kind of stuff, right? And of course, the drive was pooched, <laughs> you know? And like so it, like, it was like, oh, there's a hardware and, and all that kind of stuff, right? So I ran disk first aid on it with, with Mojave, and it, and it said, oh, I'm not touching this thing. This is like, it's a dead beast, right? Well, it just so happens, I I don't know if I've told you a thousand times before that I've got this one server that can't be upgraded past Snow Leopard. Um, Well, I mean, you can, but but I have it on Snow Leopard. So fortunately, I used to use an app called Disk Warrior. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So it allows, like, so the way the way I figured this is what I figured is that Apple won't repair a drive's directory if it gets trashed because they don't want to be liable for losing your data. So, so Disk Utility will kind of go, "Up, ah, washing my hands of this one. Restart from backup and erase it." That's the message you get, right? But Disk Warrior will always go in and, and try and repair the directory, right? So I ran it. I had to run that a couple of times, and and finally I got the 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 drive working again. But in the meantime, I thought, well, you know what? I know the clone is good, even though it's super. Super slow so i cloned over i uh, cloned over last couple of days last night actually to the to this fort i just basically bought a uh, a 500 gigabyte um ssd drive for 100 bucks believe it or not which is crazy crazy low price where it was a western digital drive right and yeah and that's what i'm running on right now so as we speak and i literally just within and of course you know the backup i had on on the 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 one terabyte drive, or the yeah the, the clone i had was from january so i'm i'm missing three you know three months worth of podcasting and art work and work I've done for clients and stuff like that right so So
3: what you have to tell people is just, it's gas powered
0: yeah so the uh, the other thing is so I just I just uh, this evening finally got the time machine backup to come up so I had to go in through the time machine interface and restore the files that were changed because I knew I knew you know I work on the podcast and I worked on a couple of websites and stuff like that so I knew where I would have saved files all the other stuff's in the cloud like my mails in the cloud my photos are in the cloud you know all my all my iCloud stuff would, would, would automatically catch up when once I, once I got up and running again. Right. But, but I had to go get, you know, what the artwork files had worked on and, and I need last week's episode to basically create this week's episode because all my settings are already set up in the logic files. Right.
3: So everything's in the cloud, so, except your project files, the stuff you work on.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I have a, I have a backup, but, but like I said, that's not, not working hundred percent right now. Right. So yeah. So I, I've just managed to just like maybe, and I'm still copying some of the web stuff over because there's like 60,000 files to copy over. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I literally am got up and running like Maybe an hour, or two hours ago. So, and I've just been restoring bits and pieces from. Uh, but I think I'm I'm back to uh, back up to where I'm not going to miss too much now. And I won't definitely will not get rid of that Time Machine backup. But I'm, pro- I'm going to have to go and buy an internal drive for this thing again. It's the, they're like a hundred bucks these days for a 500 gig drive, which is crazy low, right? So I have to buy an SSD drive off of Amazon and and then restore and then I'll restore from the Time Machine backup that I recovered, right? But that's going to take you know 19 hours. Thankfully, I have a couple of other laptops I can use in the meantime, but. Well, what a lot of pain in the butt, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's like, you know, rule number one, back up your stuff. And even when you back up your stuff, you may not, you may not be able to restore it. Right. So
3: see if you have 19 hours to back something up, this is what a sick day is for just because Sick day means somebody yeah. in your family is sick, not necessarily you, not necessarily the kids. It could yeah. be the
0: computer. But my Mac is sick. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I thought about taking it to work with me today so I could nurse it while I was at work, but yeah, no. It's better. It's but these are the kind of things you better just let them let the progress bar run and just walk away and hope and pray that it restores. And if it doesn't, it takes. It's an exercise in patience. Like you know, like I'm looking. At, I'm looking at prices for new Macs right now. Like kind of going, should I should I spend the three grand to get a new Mac or just you know milk this one or whatever? Well,
3: hold out <laughs> till June. because... I think they are going to be new MacBook Pros.
0: June, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's funny. Uh, we looked. At, I was waiting for the MacBook Airs to get refreshed, and and they they came a couple of steps short of short of uh, an improvement for me. Right. So I think I'm going to if I buy if I was to buy a Mac today, it would be a MacBook Pro 13, not a MacBook Air. As we've discussed on the show before. Anyway, so that's that's my drama about my uh, backups and, you know also trying not to stress eat and all that kind of stuff right
3: <laughs> is the device at least still under Apple care plus
0: no this is this is long this is a oh. uh, four- four five year old computer right so it did have it at the time but yeah but even Apple care doesn't cover your data right
3: no no but if the you drive know. itself is gone south
0: oh right yeah no, no 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 this is well this this would be yeah I had I had the three year the three years has been over for a couple of years now so I do I do buy Apple I'm an Apple care yes I buy Apple I always
3: tell people if they're not gonna to speak- the extra 95 bucks on apple care they shouldn't be buying an apple product
0: yeah no especially laptops i think laptops because yeah. they, they do take a bit more abuse like you know hinges i mean i had uh, the wall street hinge problem oh, i i had uh issues with my my titanium laptops you know so
3: i still got to take mine into yeah. the space bar on the uh on the uh touch bar macbook pro
0: is it a, is under still under warranty yeah yeah
3: this is like, well it's AppleCare? a touch bar so they should all still be under uh apple care
0: touch bar or space bar
3: uh the, the the touch bar well the touch bar is the type of Mac it is.
0: Oh, 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 I see. Okay, okay.
3: And those should still oh, right. all be oh, under gotcha. Apple Care. The space bar is what's going on it.
0: Oh, yeah. You mentioned it last week. Yeah. Yeah, that's got two sensors, one on each side. Does it work on both sides? or?
3: It's flaky on both sides. That's. I, I use an external uh, USB Apple keyboard, so I don't notice it as much.
0: It's mm, a drag, yeah. Yeah, my my wife's um, 11-inch um, MacBook Air, I think the battery swollen it because the, the trackpad doesn't work unless I loosen the screws on the bottom, mm. but uh, everybody placed the, the battery in my uh, in my my own air 13 air about a year ago cuz you know when apple started putting that that thing under the battery which will tell you the status of your battery like you, under the menu bar yeah yeah so yeah it says uh, that's all fixed up anyway yeah. I I te- I was born in England so I te- could technically go back and get or there was a period of time where I could get my uh a U, like an EU passport. My sister did that but a few years ago but uh yeah. But I no never, more I never bothered. Yeah, I, I never bothered with it. Yeah, well. <laughs> as of today or as of two days ago. I like to claim that
3: I was born in a foreign country as well. Mm-hmm. New Jersey.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why does New Jersey take it on the chin so much, I wonder? Uh, it's Have you the, been there? <laughs> I, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've landed a plane there once, and like, we got out of there as soon as we could. We went to New York, right? Yeah. So
3: There are actually a few places in New Jersey that are really quite lovely, uh, but in general, it is the armpit of the United States. Yeah.
0: Well, I would like to go to see uh, The Secret Stash, uh, that, you know, Kevin Smith's place, his uh, comic book store. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right.
3: That's, that's, yeah, that's Kevin's. That's Kevin Smith's uh, romping grounds. I hear it only yeah, took him 21 days to uh, completely film the new uh, the new film. Oh, his his uh, Jay and Bob thing. Yeah, it, apparently 21 days, cameras up, cameras down. He's done.
0: Really? Wow. Yeah, he's 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 efficient.
3: Well, it depends how long you can hold J Muse out of
0: rehab. Well, no, he's been pretty straight. He's got a four year old kid now, so oh. he's, he's been uh, glad to hear that. Yeah, but he has a picture. Her name is Logan. Kevin Smith tweeted a picture, happy birthday to her the other day. So uh, he's kept him. Uh, on the street and narrow. That's good. Yeah. So it's a real evening.
2: time follow up before people start uh, complaining and yelling at their at phones? their uh, phones. Uh, ukuleles are not tuned like violins. <laughs> Mandolins are tuned like violins, but but ukuleles okay. are not. Uh, ukuleles are tuned like the low four strings of a guitar, except uh, tuned. Wait a minute.
0: The C. The first string is a high C. No. Uh, yeah. It's uh,
2: no. It's G C I think it's C C G
0: E N A C G E N A the E and the A are the same as the top strings on guitar. But I don't know where the G comes from. That much I know. But I have a little tuner, a little Fender tuner that I use, and I put it on U for ukulele, and there's V for, for violin, and mm. G for guitar. But I, you know, I just yeah, I just keep it with with the uke and keep her tuned up. I have an Ibanez ukulele. Yeah, actually,
2: if it's G C E A, it's nothing like guitar. So
0: this article. No, the the A the E and the A are, but yeah, the fingering is completely different. You have to relearn your well, fingering. E- that's the, the tricky part.
2: E and A are are the the low two strings, but they're yeah. on the guitar but they're the high two strings on the ukulele.
0: And the ukulele, yeah, exactly. Except I think it's an octave up, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of a different... It's, a, it's more of a strummy, not strumming, but strummy kind of style. Oh, like for sure, play.
2: yeah. The, the strings are these kind of plasticky things that sound pretty weird until you until you get the hang of it.
3: hmm
0: mm-hmm.
2: I had a
3: theater job where they handed me a ukulele and said, for this show, you're going to learn how to play this thing and play this song, and it was it was a nightmare because the ukulele itself had a busted bridge, so it was...
0: Oh, nice. not oh, yeah.
3: tuned correctly. It, it was just, the whole thing was just a mess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. Tim, do you use those felt picks?
0: No, I use my fingers. Oh, okay. Why? There's felt picks for playing ukulele? Or yeah, they're
2: these the large, uh, pretty thick. They're probably like a, a quarter inch thick felt picks. Really? So that uh. are the official ukulele picks.
0: Really? Plectrums. Yep. I, I never knew that. Hmm. I've always yeah. just used my hand. Yeah. I found this I out in those.
2: Hawaii. When I went to Hawaii a few years back, I, I decided, oh, I'm going to get a ukulele. So I went to a store there yeah. and bought one, had them Ship it back to my place, and, mm-hmm. and uh, including some of the special picks, and then of course found out that I could could have bought the same one at a guitar store here. Here, oh, same, for,
0: same, for uh, less, same for less
2: money. Yeah, exactly the same.
0: Really? Oh, oops. <laughs> I was going to say, is it like a fancy conch shell one or something? Or? No, it's just a regular one. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, the grandsons were learning ukulele in in school, so you know of course one had to, one one's into green, the other's into orange. So I had to get them colored ukuleles, and I figured I'd buy one, so I just you know put a few bucks towards mine and. So I'm the only one that's actually still playing, but uh, yeah, they learned one or two songs and then they gave up. Mm-hmm. So, kids, I mind you, I was like that too when I was younger. I used to play a lot, lot of different instruments, but none of them well. So
2: yeah, yeah, my ukulele has actually been hanging on my wall for several years now. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's about time I took it down and tuned it up and tried to play it a little bit. I think <laughs> I'm inspired.
0: Yes, you can play Jason Marat and and uh, somewhere over the rainbow, and that's about all the songs I know on ukulele. Yeah, yeah. Lots of well, mind you, George Harrison used to used to compose on ukulele. Right,
2: he oh, did. It, yeah, and uh, later in his life, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because yeah, McCartney said he used to always travel with two ukuleles. He would show up at your house and hand you a ukulele and then play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So actually, the, at the concert for George,
2: yeah, McCartney uh, plays something
0: on. Yeah, but on he starts Broadway. on the ukulele. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. then Another good one. So, yeah, I bought tickets for uh, the uh, Avengers End Game the other day. He got through, like, because they, they were almost as as much as like uh, almost as hard to get as WWC tickets. Yeah, I got some, um, but then I realized I'm going to be. In Hawaii, the day I bought the tickets for. So.
2: Oh no!
0: Yeah, fortunately, a friend of mine is going to take one of them two of them off my hands. Right. So
3: how many did you get?
0: I got three for the IMAX. Even having, I've been seeing people having a hard time getting them. Did you, did you try or?
3: No, no. I as much as I, I want <laughs> to see it, and and yeah, I'd love to be in the crowd there. Uh, I'm good at avoiding spoilers now, so you know, if I have to wait a day yeah. or three, yeah. it's not like the thing's going to flop and fail out of the uh, cinema in the first three days.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, I like to go. I like to go to the, on big movies like that. I like to go on the on the premiere day cuz you get a different crowd, right? The, yeah. The day one Star Wars crowd and the day one Avengers crowd and
3: Yeah, I mean, I love it because you you'll get the cheering in the in the uh in the yeah. cinema and that's fun.
0: Yeah, and people clap at the end if it's a good movie or whatever, but
3: uh Will yeah. you go and see Shazam?
0: Yeah, I think we're going to go see Shazam.
3: I keep wanting if- to not see it. I keep telling myself it's not the Captain Marvel I read as a kid cuz I, mean, I read the originals and E I keep hearing glowing reviews from everybody and it's just like it can't be that
0: good it's not it's not coming out this Friday though right I think it's this Friday oh, no, no. yeah it's not already so where are you, I guess you know getting the you're talking about the reviewer reviews yeah interesting hmm. yeah I think we we uh we were talking about going to see that uh, the other day so I think we are going to get tickets for that one yeah
3: yeah it's a nice well, uh, a nice cinema in uh is it in Oshawa or Whitby that has the full reclining yeah the full electronic reclining seat and
0: it's lots of fun i guess they have one where they'll actually spray water in your face and stuff like that too right if i like want that i'll go see
3: rocky well. again and i'm too old for that
0: yeah have you, have you been to, have you been to the vip theaters we have up here not yet you sit in a big armchair and you know they bring you they bring you food and stuff but you have to get the food before the movie starts which is kind of a drag except for the fact that they bring it to you right and of course they serve alcohol so your, your kids won't be able to go with you but there are generally they're smaller theaters but uh, lots of fun
3: Oh, for uh, over in the world of a spotcast for you. It Sounds like uh, I, I, my wife told me that Umbrella Academy got picked up for a second season.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just finished watching it just before we started here today. What'd you think? I just watched. It, it was interesting. I think there was there were some things that were similar. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, I've I've watched it through twice. Yeah, some things were similar to other stories, but it had sort of a, in some ways a unique take on things, right? So, how was it the second time through? Like, did you pick things up that were? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Or, you yeah.
3: you uh yeah the the little things have been hinting. But it's really nice, too, because especially in Ellen Page's performance, mm-hmm. you really mm-hmm. see her muted through the first half of the series. Yeah, and and yeah. knowing where these characters go eventually, seeing yeah. the deep secrets inside of them held and hidden. It's obvious that the actors were really given an impression as to their, their characters' arcs so that mm. they, they really could capture some of the stuff that was hidden much, much better. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so when are they going to pick up the pieces from literally uh, for the for the next season?
3: I don't know all yeah. I heard is it got uh, it got picked up I have no idea when
0: yeah. well I, I, I I've always said this I love stories where they have the timey wimey stuff right so they can just jump in and yeah uh, the one episode where they, they they rewind the episode yeah that was a good that was a good effect like that
3: one have you seen Russian doll
0: yes I've seen Russian doll
3: that one that one blew my mind really well at first it was just like okay so this is a reworking of Groundhog day
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah
3: and then they threw some some side things in throwing in a second character which is interesting but when the eighth and oh, when the final no spoilers okay when the final episode hits it takes you in a direction you don't expect right yeah and yeah. and you figure well how how can you how can you close out a series and it just it ups the ante and i thought it was mm-hmm. it was incredibly creative so i recommend the show wholeheartedly
0: it mm-hmm. mm-hmm. was one of our picks too as well yeah the, the did you see the joker trailer came out today
3: i haven't seen it yet but i heard it came out
0: is Joaquin Phoenix, right? Mm. Yeah, he's almost a bit of a, an odd duck. He had that whole sort of stage meltdown a couple of years ago. Yeah. Interesting to see what's happening with that. But I, 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 is this like a Joker without Batman or something? Or I guess the evolution of the origin story, I guess they call it. We'll find out. Tune in tomorrow for SpotCast, where we we'll probably just talk about that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was amused when you were talking about uh, disk utilities before. I forgot to mention, because I worked on, uh, on Norton Utilities for a while.
0: Oh, the actual director wrote the code?
3: Yeah, I was actually... I was Yeah, with Symantec, working on Norton Utilities. I was there. cool. Uh, I was actually hired on about the time that OS X released. So my job was to see what we could convert to Cocoa, And that was a nightmare because a lot of people forget that OS X was beta until (laughs) 10.21.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because you know people like people would call me up and they would say, "Yeah, I'm having a problem with my Mac, and I've already run Norton because because that would be the first thing I would know. Have you run Norton utilities yet? I think that was in the classic classic days, more than OS X, right? Oh yeah, but that was another one. That was another one that would repair your directory when when Apple's tools wouldn't, right? Oh yeah, I've been down on that level.
3: I I I've learned a lot about disk file structure and boot yeah. structure, and uh, Norton was actually the first one to do live repartitioning.
0: Mm-hmm, hmm yeah, I think I've, I think I've used, I'm pretty sure I've used that a number of times, but yeah. And the boot blocks, it would fix the boot blocks and all kinds of stuff that, that Apple's disk utilities never would touch, right? So. Yeah. Like my, my first, my first computer that I ever had was like 89 was a, an Apple or a Mac 2 and, um, or no, a Mac 2 CX and we were sold this tall grass tape drive and we are told, you know, when you're finished the jobs, you archive them onto this tape drive. <laughs> and so dutifully we did this, right? And then one day, you know, I went to restore a file from tape and of course I couldn't get it back and I'm like well, what's going on? It turned out that there was something wrong with, the, with the, the backup and that was the only backup we had like you know I think we had like an 80, 80 megabyte hard drive and you know so there was nowhere to and was, fortunately we were just dealing with vector files but it was still it was you know you didn't have room to keep everything right? And then I learned that you know the first six months of my career as a computer user was completely gone because these tapes wouldn't reco- recover, the, recover the data anymore and when I contact, I went to look up the customer, find customer service for this tall grass company. They had gone, they had closed up the doors, oh. you know, so they had built this. And so like, yeah, so my, so right from the get go, I learned, actually I should back up, but the very first day the computer arrived on my desk, we had, you know, the, the, the reseller had put a hard drive in it, like an 80, this 80 megabyte hard drive it was unheard of at the time. Right. Um, and uh, it, it arrived dead on dead on arrival. Right. So like for two, two weeks, you know, I had a, Uh, a keyboard and a mouse and a monitor sitting on my desk and I couldn't do anything. And everybody's coming into the office going, where's your fancy new computer? I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. So, so I've had a, a a bad feeling about data loss from, from the, from the get go. Right. So, you know, and thankfully, you know, I I have some, I have a fairly decent backup. I would have liked it if the, if the restore went a lot more smoother, but it certainly wasn't looking forward to like a 30 hour restore. Right. So
3: yeah, I'm just getting to a point where more and more of my stuff, I'm just like, okay, you're in this cloud. You're in that cloud.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't trust the cloud either, right? I'd rather be looking at it than looking for it.
3: Remember, there is no cloud; only somebody else's computer.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I do. Like, I do have. A, I do have an offsite backup. That actually, I should check and see if that's running now. Because now that we talk about that, because it was syncing earlier. Like, a, you know, I can't. I can't even begin to restore until I sinking. And I was, I was actually looking. Do you remember Retrospect? Yeah. So I used Retrospect forever, right? And all of my early Macs are all backed up on Retrospect and onto CD, CD drives, and CDR right so i actually looked it up today to see if it's still around as a product right and apparently it is
3: well, i'm in the process of packing my my uh, home office and i start coming across stacks of cds yeah and i know that somewhere i have a box with bernoulli tape drive tapes in them wow those are useless
0: yeah yeah i found a dlt drive the other day tape just tape i should say
3: but yeah, most of them, it's like you know, if there's a scuzzy drive or something, I always mean to go back and pull my old drives and just sort of
0: mm-hmm.
3: pull the data Lots up onto a, a larger drive and go from there. Because yeah, you know, what am I going to do with those old drives? But then again, I'm yeah, also I, one I, of those I'm people looking
0: at two of them right now on my windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> they they hold the th- they hold the papers down. But, but into, um,
3: you know, and you know, you probably also have that badge of of having installed Linux off of. Some thirty five, three and a half inch discs.
0: Yeah, I think I got my first Linux came on a CD. I was lucky. Mk Mk Linux, Mac version Linux. I think mine might have been. I, been I, I used Debian for a while too. I think mine might have been Red Hat. So I had, I actually ran, I I ran a DNS server for our company on a Quadra seven hundred running Debian uh, Linux or Debian. Yeah, it was pretty good. What's, what's it going to do? <laughs> it's like it's just running, uh, <laughs> running a DNS. It's not that hard, right? I
3: recently uh, installed Linux. I forgot which version version of Linux it is. I think it's Debian. And I'm like, I don't recognize this. It's been so long since yeah. I've used actual Linux. I don't recognize this. I want my command line and my X Windows.
0: And mm-hmm. Yeah, one of our servers in the cloud is, uh, is um, uh, CentOS. Oh, so I was talking about the syncing earlier. I started the syncing around 6 o'clock this evening. The off-site one is at 60, 63% synced, and the, uh, the one that's in my internal on my mini server is 84% synced. So yeah, in another couple of hours I should be able to see what, what data I have on those. And I'll be sadly disappointed to find that I don't have much. <laughs> yeah.
3: Good news for today, the app that I've been working on for a bunch of years, I spent most of the day putting in if OS equals tvOS or if OS equals iOS on one of my uh, major controllers, and it now
2: works on the TV.
0: Mm-hmm. You guys just reminded me I need to go to restore my dev folder. <laughs> I think I'm missing some files on that. So I should run and do that.
2: No, I'm plugging in my uh, my external time machine drive so I can do a backup right now.